Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek! Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek! You get a musical intro this week, you guys. I don't really know why. Just felt like doing it. Maybe because I needed a little more musical in my life. It felt like a very testosterone-infused weekend. Didn't it, Justin Winters? Well, I don't know. Every one of my weekends is, you know, injected with testosterone. Because I'm a man. Well, all right. I don't know. Um, Cowboys and Aliens, movie number one. Uh Uh-huh. And Killer Clowns from Outer Space, movie number two. Um, two mainly films. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> well, obviously, the former is certainly the more uh, testosterone one of the pack, because uh, there were certainly some lovely pink colors going on in the second film. When I was a kid, I loved eating testosterone. What? <laughs> you called it testosterone. They did? Yeah, it's like a Chef Boyardee dish. Oh, nice. Whatever. So I I felt like I needed a little musical theater. Uh, But anyway. Uh Uh-huh. Cowboys and Aliens starring Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford and Olivia Wilde, not to be confused with Olivia Munn. I would never confuse those two, but okay. You wouldn't? No. They're both named Olivia. They're both pretty and tall and have dark hair and kind of Asian-y. Uh, Olivia Wilde's not Asian-y. She's got, like, a little tint of an Asian-y vibe to her. I don't think so, but okay. One's blonde. Olivia Wilde's, like, a blonde, right? What? No. I think she's a natural blonde. Olivia Wilde? Yeah. I don't think so. Well, when I first became to know her, she was a natural blonde. She was, uh, on the OC. She was, uh, Misha Barton's girlfriend on the OC. Oh, that's right. But I don't think she worked as blonde. I like her much better as a brunette. I didn't say what she works as. I think she's just a natural blonde. Whatever. Whatever. She's naturally hot. Uh, yeah. The, you know, it's funny. One of the first uh, impressions I have in this film is that they, the writers and the director and producers all played to each star's strengths. Like, Daniel Craig basically just kind of kicks ass the whole time. Uh, Harrison Ford is very good at wondering where his son is. And then Olivia Wilde is just really good at being hot. Okay. So, so overall, what did you think of Cowboys and Aliens? Um, it was an interesting movie because it, in the very beginning when they were kind of setting the groundwork for, um, you know, how Daniel Craig's character came to be in the position that he was in, and then, you know, when spaceships start arriving and that sort of thing. I was wondering to myself, when he was reading the script, or when his agent or manager, whomever it was, pitched this to him, how did he not run away screaming or, or just go, are you kidding? Who are we talking about? Daniel Craig, I said. Oh. How did he, how did he not just go like, I'm James effing Bond. You want me to do a movie called cowboys and aliens and it sounds crazy and some of it actually is crazy yet it's an enjoyable movie hmm wow we asked me my overall opinion okay what's your overall opinion i thought it was pretty bad i thought i agree but it was bad that it was good no 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 um i thought it was pretty much you remember when you were a little kid and um, you go to the grocery store, and I'm sure you like peanut butter and jelly when you were a kid, sure. right? Remember when you were a kid, you go to the grocery store, and they had that thing called Goober Grape? Yes. Which was like the combo peanut butter and jelly in the same jar. Oh, yeah. And you're like, that sounds amazing. And then you like <laughs> get your mom to buy you some, and you take it home, and you like stick you know, a, a spoonful in, and you take a taste of it, and you're like... Oh my god, this tastes like shit. This was a mistake. This was a bad choice. Cowboys and Aliens is like the goober grape of the summer. It's like (laughs) 
they they took uh, you know a half-assed western and a half-assed alien film and smashed them together, and they're both like make a half-ass movie. Like I feel like it was a much better Western than it was an alien movie. And it, it also reminded me a little bit of Super 8 earlier this summer where I was like, you know what? I could have done with done out I could have done without the alien part. Like Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the cowboy once, side was compelling enough. Once the aliens started coming in, I'm like, go away, aliens. I, I'm liking this Western more. Go away. Yeah, I was much more interested in the Western aspect of it and the whole, like, backstory and, and history relationship between Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford and um, how, you know, Olivia Wilde came to be and was, like, chasing. Okay, we need to talk about this for You enjoyed these characters a lot more than I did. But I was at the, well, because they were ridiculous. Like twenty minutes in, I was like, you know what? I don't care for any of these characters. And I was like, hopefully, you know, the aliens will be sufficient, and you know, I'll care about them. And then, then you meet them, and you're like, okay, they suck too. Hey, well, I hope they all kill each other. Well, let's talk about everybody, <laughs> like one thing at a time, including the aliens and all that sort of stuff, because then this will help. Uh, Daniel Craig as a lead and as somebody other than James Bond. Well, the problem with him at the beginning is he's lost. He's got amnesia at the beginning. He's an amnesiac cowboy. Well, he's he's got amnesia and he's forgotten his personality as well. Like, yeah. You, when you have amnesia, do you just totally forget that you're actually like a human being with feelings and like a personality? I'm so glad that you asked that because one of the characters is a total douchebag in the beginning and gets amnesia later and then comes back and is kind of like a nice guy and... Oh. I was like, did it change his personality? But I, I, Yeah, like, it's not a good way for me to like, like the character at the beginning because there's nothing much to like. Like, he, he showed hints of being a badass, but... I kind of like that he was a badass, though. Like, I think they were playing, obviously, that he was just mysterious, and, you know, kind of like, who's the who's the stranger in town? But he obviously was a badass because he, you know, could take on, like, six guys at once in a fight with no gun or, you know, not Why was armed. he mysterious? Because he was squinty all the time? He's like, ugh, gonna take a poop, uh, squint in his eyes and <laughs> stuff. I guess, and he didn't, he didn't speak very much. He was a man of few words. Well, it's a good thing because I think his every time he started to speak, his accent yeah, started to creep out, and I, I was like, that too. "I was like, okay, I guess." It's Especially good when he got mad. Yes, when he got mad. So let's talk about Harrison Ford now. Well, that was a, a you know obviously an overview of Daniel Craig's character in this. Yes, Harrison Ford plays Colonel McGrumpy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel McOnny McFiber. Um, he reminded me of my dad. He reminded you of your dad. Yeah, like. I'm grumpy about life and everything should be mine and I didn't go in my way and I rule this town and screw the Indians. That's, well, that's at the beginning. Like, he was kind of... You thought he was going to be a badass, like kind of like the villain of the movie, but due to the fact that the script of this movie is so... Bad? Terrible and... <laughs> I mean, it's like... It's no wonder, like, six people contribute to the script because it the way it reads is like six different people you yeah. know injected their ideas and it's like a collage of characterization but anyway Harrison Ford like he begins you're like oh is he gonna be a villain and then in the middle he's like okay he's kind of a softy and then you know he'd be like me for a little bit and then he'd be like hey kid here's this knife and you're like okay he was like an armadillo an armadillo yeah he, you know, he had that really, like, tough shell and could, you know, probably, like, break a blade on it. But beneath it, he was an armadillo. Like, the soft part of the armadillo. And he's also a slow mover. He was he was not fast in this at all. He what? couldn't keep up. Well, Harrison Ford's getting up there, man. He's got to be close to 70 by now. Is he really? He's getting old. Why didn't they explain fully the backstory, backstory relationship between Daniel Craig and Harrison Ford is what I want to know. All you really know when you're watching Cowboys and Aliens, folks, is that there's some sort of bad blood between them having to do with gold. I don't know. I mean, there's just so many... There's just too much stuff. <laughs> they should have called it... Number one, they should have called it Cowboys and Aliens and Indians and this, you know, Colonel Grumpy Pants 
and J- <laughs> James Bond guy and mysterious Olivia Wilde. It's a really long and then, title. And he had the sheriff dude and the kid that shoots everybody accidentally. I mean, those are so many people in this movie, and you're just like, man, <laughs> there's just no time to get. There's no time at all to get any kind of deep, you know, characterization or. Speaking of characterization, let's talk about the aliens for a minute. Did you find the aliens scary? Um, no. Did you find them interesting to watch? No. Did you find them to be intelligent in their, you know, setup of what they were there on Earth for and everything? Um, well, that didn't, no, none of that made sense. Thank you, because I was just going to say, because you know what I found them to be? Confusing. They were there ostensibly to get gold. Right? That was their whole thing. They wanted gold. I don't even know why they wanted the gold or what the gold was going to be used for. Just that they wanted gold. Well, come on, Chrissy. Were, like, were, you, were you paying attention? They were melting the gold so then it would go up into that thingamajig in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I got that. In their in their ship that looks like a dildo. Come on. <laughs> that was hilarious. There, there, there's gold in those dildo ships. <laughs> But here's the thing. That's how they power their dildo ship is with the gold. Is that how they powered the dildo <laughs> ship was with the gold? I had no idea. I was, like I said. That would make sense. 15, 20 minutes in and we haven't even gotten to the aliens yet. I was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't know. I, here's the thing I don't get to about the aliens and, and the whole gold situation. Apparently that's why they're on Earth. They're here for our gold. And yet they, with medical precision, feel the need to, like, take people with, like, little, almost like spider grasps out you know like from the open and grasp them up and pull them up into the ship and have them stare at a light yeah that didn't make it that made sense what was the whole point of that why were they stealing people if they only only, only wanted gold I don't know it's kind of like Super 8 they stole the people and <laughs> they only wanted silver and like all that you know the junk junk all the junk oh, you're right they did want the, the junk the and locket why were they stealing people in the first place but this one really doesn't make sense because literally all you ever see is like maybe an experiment or two, but mostly like people just staring glazed at some light. I know. Why? Well, I would have, you know, if I was the aliens, I would have not wasted any time with the people and just go going go for the go for my dildo ship. Right. What was the point? I mean, obviously, I mean, they, and they set up the dildo ship like in the desert where it wasn't bothering anybody or anything. Like they could have just mined for gold and you know minded their own business. And how did they choose who was staring at the the light thing and who they're going to turn into dust? Yeah. Like they turned to uh, spoiler turned Daniel Craig's woman into dust. Right. And, and and although that's a spoiler, we find out that that happened. Before the movie officially picks up plot wise, I hated so. and I hated all the, like the um, flashbacks. flashbacks and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, I'm so, so I'm so disappointed. But what did you think about how the aliens looked physically? I I called them turtle reptilian dinosaurs with baby arms. They were like a cross between a gorilla and a crawfish. I know what a gorilla looks like, but I don't know what a crawfish looks like. Well, they ran like gorillas. They were really like, fast. Oh, yeah, they like, were. And then... Like spider monkeys. And then they had, like, four arms. They had, like, the, the main arms. big arms. And then they had, like, the little, like... Baby arms? Like, raptor arms that would come out. But when, <laughs> they, but when the raptor arms came out, they exposed their heart. So... Yeah, it was really weird. But it was, like, not just, like... Raptor arms. It was like the baby doll raptor arms. I felt like it was Kristen Wiig in Saturday Night Live when she has the baby doll arms catching, you know, the bubbles. I like chasing cars. Like it was like that, except their chest cavity opened up and it was baby doll arms coming out. It it made no sense for them to have arms where they had them. Yeah, and and, and it's like the. Or their heart. On the outside of their body, almost. Here's the thing, and every time, like, the baby doll arms came out. The character for whom the arms were coming towards was like really scared, like even more infinitely scared than they were before. And I was wondering, I was like, do the baby doll arms have like a special power? Which they touch them or like kill the person? Slap their baby doll arms away. Come right. on. And, and then like all the baby doll arms did to this one person was touch the guy's face the whole time with them. He was like massaging his face. And not only that, the rules of how you were going to kill these aliens seemed to change from scene to scene. You know, at the beginning, they're like, they're trying to shoot them and it didn't work. Yeah. And then later on, some people shot them and they, they killed them. <laughs> and then they spear them. And then 
Ah, no. And then the oh. poor Indians, by the way. Dude, there were more Indians than there was aliens. And the Indians, they get pushed off the title as well. That's true. Poor Indians. Uh, by the way, speaking of rule changing, can we talk about Daniel Craig's special alien arm cuff? Here's what I don't understand. He's got this alien arm cuff in the beginning. And then the aliens show up. They're all freaked out. Nobody knows what the hell's going on, including Daniel Craig. And then all of a sudden, his arm cuff, like, starts working. It, like, lights up and shoots beams at things and people and aliens, and it kills, basically, on contact with the light of the laser beam. Yeah, I hope the aliens killed whoever developed this arm cuff thing. Right? (laughs) They were like, this is a huge mistake. This, this, this laser slap bracelet can get on anybody. Slap it was, it was like a slap bracelet. You just like slam your arm down and it like comes on you. Oh, but that's man. what it was. Yeah. So he's got his like laser slap bracelet and it's quite obvious in the, in the beginning that he's not controlling it whatsoever. It just turned on automatically. And then like it starts going pew pew. And he realizes like, Oh, and just kind of like points it at things as it's doing its own thing. No, but later on in the movie, like, everything that's not really explained... Who was it? Olivia Wilde's like, you control it with your mind. (laughs) And I was like, what? He obviously has not been controlling it this entire time. Like, it just comes on, and then he's like, okay! (laughs) He lifts up his arm. Anyway... It only it only made half halfway sense like most of the movies. Well, that was one of my big sticking points because I, I was like, he even said to her, he's like, I'm not controlling it. It's and she was like, yes, you are. And then, like she kisses him and it falls off his arm. <laughs> that was actually funny because I was like, <laughs> was oh, good. he's got a mental boner. He can't you know keep the slap bracelet on and <laughs> and kiss her. So, um, ugh. but here's the thing. Okay, yeah. so. Uh, the first 15 minutes I actually liked because it was more the western and he was like mysterious and you know all the archetypes he'd come into town and he, nobody knows who he is and he gets in a fight he starts beating up the one kid which I was like oh this is great then the kid gets taken away and I'm like oh where'd he go but once the the aliens come down number one that scene <laughs> oh no you're already laughing so when the aliens first come down and they're like you can't see them really and it's like just lights and really loud noises Chrissy turns like she's like four years old and she covers her ears through the whole scene oh so loud (laughs) we were sitting in like the third row and it was like breaking my eardrums I was my ears were gonna bleed basically and I was like I can't handle it but you you don't just like just stereotypically just like cover your ears like this you're like (laughs) oh He's like really aggressive. <laughs> I was like, I felt bad for the person behind you. Because you're just like, ah. You wanted to make sure everyone knew that you were very offended by how loud the movie That's was. That's ridiculous. I did not sit there and go, ah, while no, this but, was happening. No, but you were like, like just making. Soundlessly covering my ears. You're right. That's exactly what I did. I soundlessly covered my ears. No, you were like, like twitching and like, ah. It was not twitching. And apparently making the uh, sound. But once, yeah, once all of the people get taken away, number one. The prairie dresses. Number one, all these people, what is it, 1885? They're not really, like, surprised by, like, it would have taken me at least 15 more minutes of the movie to be like, what just happened? What the <laughs> F are these things? I would have been investigating that Demons, God, what is that? Like, like, yeah. like. They're just like, oh, it must be demons. Oh, let's go find those people. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Y'all need to, like, bring out the scientific method a little bit more and figure this thing out. Nope. And so the rest of the movie is them just, like, blindlessly trying to find the aliens. Blindlessly? No, it's like they had no plan. They're just like, okay, we're going to go look for them. Oh, and, the, and the whole rest of the movie is, like, so boring. Like, yeah. For a movie called Cowboys and Aliens, I was like, this is so... I'm walking around on a horse. This is so monotonous. I was like, Cowboys and Aliens and... (laughs) Hey, wake up. The reptilian spider monkey is coming back. Oh, my gosh. There's like a huge-ass steamboat upside down in the middle of nowhere. I hope they explain this. (laughs) Guess not. (laughs) What was that? 
And you know what's really funny? I stayed away from this movie the whole time because it was... I enjoyed the fact that it was, like, just so outlandishly stupid crazy, especially with the writing. Like, it wasn't bad bad for me. It was bad good. Like, I, I laughed a few times, and I, I I have the type type of laugh that I start laughs in theater sometimes because if something's absurd, I laugh unabashedly. Well, I was and laughing laugh because too. it was, like, the script was so bad. There was some howlers of... Right. Of there are one-liners that you will laugh at unintentionally. The, most of them came from Olivia Wilde, who oh. might have been the, the strangest character in all of... <laughs> I made a note. I wrote, Olivia Wilde dies equals sad. Olivia Wilde is some sort of invincible alien here to help humans equals absurd. That's another thing. They, uh, they just pretty much bought her story, you know, like, like this. I was like, what? Huh? Cowboys yeah. and Indians, come on. Like, what? She's... Yeah, and for being in the 1800s, they, they seem to have a pretty firm understanding of what life on another planet must be like and to watch your other people. Because she was like, I come from another planet and this is what happened. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't understand. So we're, so you're the only one that survived and you came... To make after, sure it never happens again. After this one dildo ship? Because she's like, you know what? If we don't take care of them, the dildo ship will leave and it will come back and bring more dildo ships. And I was right. like... Why aren't you with like trying to destroy more dildo ships instead of this this one dildo ship in the middle of nowhere? So she like infiltrated like this you know cowboy town in eighteen eighty five. Yeah, I don't know how she did that. Like she, she just infiltrated and, the ship and she just waited around for them to come steal gold. Like I, I just didn't understand. She was following, she was like stalking Daniel Craig because he had the the slap bracelet. And yeah, her her goal in this movie is just pretty much be with Daniel Craig and explain to him how dumb everything is. Go in the swimming movie. in a creek and then have really shiny hair, really pretty eyes, and really white teeth. You know who you are. You just don't know it yet. I was like, what? Shut up, Olivia Wilde. Well, you know, I liked her. Just, just be pretty and mysterious. I liked her up until they threw her in the fire. Because basically, like, you know, and there's this whole scene where she's ostensibly dying and Daniel Craig is, like, holding her and and, and trying to get her to some semblance How of How did she not get raped before that? She was, like, one hot chick and a bunch of really crusty old dudes. There were no chicks in that entire town, by the way, except for her and the girl who looked like Frida. Oh, she did look like Frida. Yeah. She looked like it. Salma Hayek. She did. And the, the, it was just the two of them, and that's it, in the whole town. <laughs> anyway... So, um, yeah, he's, like, you know, taking her back to some sort of base camp, and she, they're telling stories. I don't remember what the stories were about, but I remember thinking, oh, I hope she makes it. Like, that was when I actually cared. And then when... You they, hope she makes it? Why? Actually, I don't know why. I cared, right? At that moment, I cared. And I, I, it was maybe, uh, I don't know, a pms moment, but I cared. <laughs> I was like, oh. And then, and then when she died... I, I feel for her story that makes no sense no, at all. No, at that point she didn't talk about being an alien yet. She was just like, tell me things. And he was like, don't fall asleep. And they were like trying to keep her awake so she didn't die. And then all of a sudden, like, she was dead and he didn't believe it and was like, no, she's not. And she got, he got really upset that he lost another woman. And then they threw her on the fire and I was like, oh, that's unnecessary. Why do they have to burn her? And then when she rose up naked out of the fire, I was like... I was like, yes, finally she gets interesting. Right. And then your Daniel Craig's like, here, let me throw this coat over you. I'm like, no, Daniel Craig, why? You and I had totally equal but opposite reactions, which is hilarious. The whole time before that, when she was like alive and a normal person, I was like, this is kind of compelling. And you were like, boring. And then the minute that they tossed her in the fire and she came out naked, I was like, what the hell just happened? And you were like, yeah! She rises like a naked phoenix out of the ashes. <laughs> right? And the Indians... Who you know up until then was gonna they were gonna kill all the oh, white no, 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 people. They were gonna kill all the white men. They're like, never mind. This has totally changed our minds. You know, naked Olivia, not Mun, but wild changes everything. We will join you with this strange, you know, alien naked chick to fight the gorilla crawfish aliens. And then I love how she sits there and just tells the story about how like I came from another planet, basically, and I'm here to help. And everyone's like, ooh. Um, gullible, okay. gullible. Every single person in this movie except for... All right, so we've talked about the arm cuff. We've talked about... Oh, can we talk about this for a second? So we mentioned earlier that one of the things that the alien people, space invaders, whatever, do from their ship is they use this apparatus to basically 
pick people up off the ground and bring them up into the ship. And it really does look like um, like an arm with like a spider hand because it just kind of like grabs them under the armpits and like around the waist and like picks them up and you know pulls them in. You have to have surgeon like precision to get running what you are basically like running ants running around you know and you're like just picking them off one by one. Yet they can't shoot Daniel Craig, Harrison Ford, or anybody basically whenever they're chasing somebody. They're terrible shots. Did you notice that? Who cares? It's a podcast. We have to care. Oh, man. I just thought that was interesting. I was like, how can they pick people off, like, the way they were with the thing, but now they can't shoot? They're terrible shots. It doesn't make sense. Hand-eye coordination? No? Baby hand-eye coordination? It was all all a waste. Um, I feel like I had a couple more notes. Oh, I do. Okay. I got... How'd you take notes? We were in a theater in the dark. I know. I took notes afterward. Oh. Um, Great. Um. Oh, dog equals best part. Dog equals never is never tired. Dog equals barks at aliens. Dog equals protects kid. Dog equals awesome. Yeah. Why did he protect the kid? The the kid was terrible too. The kid was pretty terrible. I hated the, the kid. To be honest with you, like they gave him the knife, and then after that, I was like. All right, now he's going to sit there with the looking glass and, like, look down upon the fray the whole time. That was the thing. Like, throughout the movie, you knew pretty much how Eric... Like, the there was the bartender played by uh, Sam Rockwell. Mm-hmm. Who I usually I love Sam, Sam Rockwell, but I I'm... Him. No, but they're like, he, he, he can't fire a gun at the beginning, and you're like, he's going to learn how to fire it by the end. Yeah, he has to. And then, you know, when Harrison Ford grows a heart in the middle of the movie and gives the kid his knife out of the blue. I'm like, he's gonna have to use the knife. And and so the whole, you know, from that point when he gets the knife to the end, I'm like, come on, kid, use the knife. I know you got it. That's that's all you're there for. It's true. I like the dog. (laughs) The dog just babysat him the whole time. Oh, man. The dog was great. Come on. The dog was really cute. The dog should have gotten eaten. What? What did you say? He was supposed to... He, he, you were led to believe that he was eaten, but he he survived. The dog should have gotten eaten? Yeah, he was like the, the dog at Independence Day. The dog at Independence Day should have been fried. Like, he should have been, you know... He, he shouldn't have survived that whole... What the hell is your problem? Fireball of death. That's the one of the best parts of Independence Day is that she's like... And, like, he runs out of the car and makes it. So, how dare you say that the dog shouldn't have made it in Independence Day? And how dare you say that this cute little shepherd should not have made it to be the most awesome character in Cowboys and Aliens? Who are you? That says so much about this movie, that the dog is the best character. I think that says so much about your character. According to you. I think that puts you right up there with Percy. What are you talking about? I'm not saying the dog, like, I wanted to kill the dog. I'm saying the way that the dog was... You're led to believe that the dog died and then he comes back at the end. Sort of like the kid in War of the Worlds, you know? I'm like, ah, whatever. They didn't say that the dog died. They just said he went missing. They asked him, we're like, where's the dog? He's like, I haven't seen him. No, at one point the dog goes outside and you know the alien's outside and you hear the dog go, and then you don't hear the dog. You're like, okay, like, (laughs) did they, you know, take them to their dildo ship or... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The dog's like staring at the ball like... (laughs) <laughs> yes, Justin, you do a very good impression of the of the shepherd. Cloudy eyes, Just staring at the at the ball of light. Don't look at the light. Like I told what you was, to look at the light. What was their end plan with that? I don't understand. No idea. I love that everybody had different degrees of amnesia. By the way, when they snapped out of looking at the light, like some people, like Frida, right away were like, "Oh," and like she remembered who Doc was, and it was all good. And other people were like, "Uh." My favorite part was towards the end when, like, they're still fighting the aliens to, to you know, make it out okay. They, you know, they're not out of the woods by any semblance, but they've let go of, like, they've got the hostages out because they burst that, you know, light bubble. And so there's, like, one guy with, like, 30 really confused hostages walking around, and he's just like, uh, let's go this way. And they're like, okay. Where's this dildo ship map? How do you get out of here? No, they're outside. Remember, they're, like, at the top of the mountain, and, and it's just like, 
I mean, a whole bunch of really confused people with their thumbs up their asses, and, and there's like a huge fight going on. That's the thing. Wasn't somebody's like, they only they they only come out in the dark. You know, they're in the daytime. They're that, yeah. they're in their deep caves because they can't stand the light. They really came out in the light like like that. <laughs> All you had to do is like light a little explosion at the top of their dildo ship, and they're like out about like you know it's like Congo. Like they were on it. It's true. That whole the whole last scene where you're supposed to be like, yes, the Indians and the cowboys are fighting against the aliens. It's so They're fighting together. It's so strangely edited and like because some people are like on the inside of the ship, but you don't really know how like how close they are to the outside. Right. <laughs> and you're like, where are they? They're like tunnels, and you're like, uh. and there's like different levels outside because the Indians are like, if we go, we need to fire them from above, you know, blah blah blah. Oh yeah. And then yeah. and then there's that whole part where. Um, Daniel Craig obviously had a posse, but he had forgotten about his posse because <laughs> he was had amnesia for like a whole day and a half. Apparently, <laughs> like he must have been staring at the ball of light for like weeks <laughs> because he could not remember shit for like you know the whole movie. He was distracted over the death of his wife. But he goes and he like meets his posse and he like bucks up. He's like, "This is my posse," and he fires his little slap bracelet gun at mm-hmm. the. The guy who tries to, like, step to him. Yeah. But then he just leaves his posse. <laughs> no, he takes it with him. Because remember, um, like, there's the translator. No, no he left him. He, he he fires the guy and he just leaves his posse. I'm like, dude, why even, like, creep up on your posse if you're not going to say, come, you know, be, you know. He did. What are you talking my- about? He sat on the rock and he, like, rolled a joint and was basically like, well, we're all going to go down. You know, if you want to do one more gig with me. It was like Ocean's Eleven, you know, trying to convince everybody to go on one more gig. And then, down, meanwhile, Harrison Ford was talking to the Indian chief, chief via an interpreter about, like, you know, what, and he's like, he is this man as a great warrior and all this. And they're like, really? If you are a great warrior, where are all your people? And then out of nowhere comes Daniel Craig and his posse from, like, over the mountain. This is Colonel Grumpy Pants. We also call him he whose personality is very confusing. <laughs> he's almost like a transformer. He's very nice, then he's very angry. He's a warrior. Then he's a warrior. Then I didn't seem to do anything worthy of being called a warrior, did you? I don't know. Like he stayed with the one pseudo Indian son until he died, which was sad and nice, but not warrior like. And then earlier he stretched that guy on the horse when he was being a douchebag, but that wasn't warrior like. I don't know. I'm conflicted because on one hand, I'm like, oh, Harrison Ford, you haven't done anything in like 20 some years. And then at some points to the movie, I'm like, okay, he looks like he's having fun, you know? And then I'm like, he's getting paid millions of dollars. He better be having fun. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? To play another shade of his same character of where's my son? I know. If you're related to Harrison Ford in a movie, <laughs> you should be, you know, <laughs> hiding. No, you know he's going to find you. Very intently. No, no, you shouldn't be hiding if you're a relative of his because you know he's going to find you. He wants to know where you are. <laughs> Where's my wife? What have you done with my son? <laughs> Where are my wife and son? Where is my wife's son? <laughs> like, you might as well just, you know, I don't know. Poor Harrison Ford's family. Oh, wah, wah. So in the end, Olivia Munn, I mean, not Munn, what's her face, Wild, gets all up in the in the, in the the dildo's business. And yeah, at the, by that point, I'm like, Olivia Wilde, do, do whatever you need to do. Like, yeah. I've pretty much... Everybody else escapes, and she's like, I gotta do this. And she, like, hangs out with... She's like, I've gotta make it to the center. And I'm like, yeah. how will you center know? What? How will you know what the center is? <laughs> and she, like, reprograms the slap bracelet and then hugs it tight. It's so big. Yeah, how did she know that? Like, yeah, how did she know how to reprogram? And if so, why didn't she just do that earlier? I don't know. Yeah, and then she just hugged it and kamikaze herself, basically, and blew up the dildo as it was in the air. By the way, when that dildo rose up out of the ground, I laughed so loudly in the theater because it was just the most phallic thing I've ever seen Well, in a big movie. When they first showed it in the light, I leaned over to you and I said, it looks like a dildo. Because <laughs> <laughs> he started laughing in the middle of the theater. But yeah, oh, when, she, no. when she exploded the dildo ship, I half expected for her to, like, you know be like 
come out naked again or something. Right, because she's supposed to be, like, invincible or something. I mean, obviously, they put her on fire and she came out. Yeah. She was like, I just took this form. So, obviously, she's, like, an entity as opposed to a person. That would so, been great if she, like, took, like, the, like, she was huge. She's like, gigantic Olivia Wilde and naked and she just exploded the dildo ship. No? Like, Job of the Hut? Job of the Hut. Sort of huge? No, like giant, like Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. Oh, I was thinking of, like, it's Olivia Wilde's face, but Jabba the Hutt's body. And she's like, I'm center. Or she's like, uh, Stay Puff. They're like, okay, well, don't think of anything. Don't think of someone that could totally ruin our world. Oh, my God, it's gigantic, you know, naked Olivia Wilde. Let me distract you by kissing you. She's like, I've got the same expression on my face through the whole film. That's true. Mildly concerned. Mildly, you know, mysterious and concerned. <laughs> so Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig's hat, by the way, did not do him any favors. He looked like the village smithy. The village smithy? Yes. What? Yeah. Who's the village smithy? <laughs> Daniel Craig in this movie. What's a smithy? Is, is that like a caretaker? What the... <laughs> 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 Smith Wait. Alan Smithy? Did you say did you say carrot taker? Yes, a carrot taker. Caretaker? Like a a worksmith of some kind? Yes, yes, that's exactly it. That's what a Smithy is? Sure. You don't know what a Smithy is. He looked like one. You would never survive in the old west. Because I would be raped. I know. Why did they rape Olivia Wilde? It doesn't make sense. I just hit him, audience, just so you know. That was uncalled for. You never call for... You're, who are you, by the way? Calling for the dog to get it? And you're like, why did they rape I didn't, Olivia? Shh, I didn't call for the dog to get it. I said that it just didn't make sense that he survived after the extenuating circumstances that he went Whatever. Through. Now you want Olivia Wilde to be raped. I didn't say I want her to get raped. I, I run... Waped. <laughs> Waped. Listen for her, Wawa. I, I don't want her to be waved. Cowboy Bugs Bunny. <laughs> no, I wondered why she, you know, escaped unscathed. You know, scathed. Especially What's with you, <laughs> carrot taker. She escaped unscathed. Why did she waved? Shut up. <laughs> just, just didn't make sense. <laughs> I warn you: don't go to Cowboys and the Aliens expecting any kind of sense. You, you'll leave, or expecting to know English afterwards. You'll leave very confused. So, Justin, what? dare I say, what's your final grade for this fine, stellar Ugh, film? I'd probably give it like a C minus, D plus. Really? Yes. I'd give it a B minus, C plus. Oh, you are so wrong. This is not a no, good movie. No, because for me, it was actually enjoyable. I mean, it was stupid, and it totally didn't make sense. No, it, but it, it wasn't stupid. It was boring. I didn't think it was that boring. It was boring. I like heavy talk movies. The script sucks. Yeah, that's true. Okay, <laughs> I love heavy talk movies. But it was enjoyable. It was still enjoyable. Like, I didn't fall asleep. I didn't want to fall asleep like I did in Captain America. Oh, Captain America is so much better movie than this. I don't know about that. Yes. <laughs> ten times out of ten. You're just like, I'm not even gonna... I actually wanted that. Captain America to come and just beat the crap out of most of the people in this movie. Is that what you were fantasizing about the whole time? Yes, that's what I was... That and Olivia Wilde's naked back. It, okay, here's my question. We were at a screening, so normally there are Q&As afterward, but there wasn't one for this one. Had there been, with all the producers and main people involved, what would you have asked if you had one question and one question only? Go. You, sir, the tall man in, in the third row, uh, next to the woman holding her ears shut. I'll be like, where can I get, uh, like, a model of my own of the dodo ship? <laughs> or why did you make me think that Olivia Wilde was going to be naked, but then you only show her naked back? So, out of all the things that you could have asked, out of or, all the problems we had with the plot, or, you're going to ask those things. Or why, why did the aliens want to come down just for the gold so they could melt it? And then, then what did they do? The ceiling. They they had it like trickle tri the trickle up to the ceiling. Like I don't understand. My question would be like, what were you smoking when you thought let's combine cowboys with aliens, and then wrote the script in like a night? 
why don't you gotta talk about some Indians? There's Indians in the movie. Why can't it be cowboys and Indians and aliens? Probably because they were like, well, nowadays we call them Native Americans, and that would just seem silly to call the movie Cowboys and Native Americans and Aliens. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway. Anyway. Shall we move on to the second film? Sure. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, dear. An 80s movie, and one that Justin has told me is a cult classic. From 1988, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I'm going to assume it's cult classic with K's, because the title of the movie is Killer Clowns, and the clowns have a K. That means it's edgy. Oh, it's super edgy. <laughs> yes. How did you even hear about this movie? Uh, I don't know. I grew up in a video store, Chrissy. But still... What do you mean? When you're a kid and you, you're looking at the boxes, the VHS boxes, and you see one that says Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and it's not rated R, you want to watch this movie. <laughs> so, how old were you when you first saw it? Uh, I don't know. It's probably like nine or ten. Eight or nine. Somewhere in there. Eight or nine or ten. And did you automatically think it was awesome, or did you need to like sleep on, did it grow on you? No, this is one of those movies that's stupid, but it's so stupid that it's awesome. See, and I feel that way more about Cowboys and Aliens than I do about this. I felt like this was just stupid. Well, you're wrong. You were hilarious, though, can I just tell you? Because I hear you, like, laughing the whole time on my left side and, like, kind of, like, half narrating where you'd be like, watch this, watch this. (gasps) Oh! Did you see that? God, Candy. Like, you were Dude, so this, funny. It's totally a Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie. Come on. I know, but the funny thing was is that you were, like, on an island because I was just, like, staring at the screen going, really? Really? And you were like, oh, and it, it was just hilarious to me. Watch, to watch you enjoy the movie as much as you did was more fun for me than the actual movie. Well, come on. you got to admit, if they would have taken the killer clowns from outer space and substituted the aliens and the cowboys and aliens... It would have made Cowboys and Aliens such a better film. Could you see, like, Colonel McGruppy Pants? <laughs> like, one of those, you know, aliens come out with, like, the popcorn gun or the, the cotton candy gun. It's like... True story. Whenever I hear anybody say Colonel, I always think of Colonel in my head based on how it's spelled. Every time you say Colonel, I'm like, Colonel! Okay, I'm done. Back to this movie. Great. It's just felt like sharing. <laughs> So what did you think of the movie, Chrissy? <sighs> it had some good one-liners, and some of it w- was absurdly funny. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But it didn't grab me, and apparently in the same way it grabbed you. I have a feeling that has something to do with the fact that you saw it as a child, and I'm seeing it at 27 when it's entirely outdated and not as funny as I think you think it is, and it's with say- bad acting and everything, <laughs> and I'm just like... Okay, this was fun for the first 20 minutes. I remember 20 minutes in trying to look at a clock somewhere being like, how much more is there? Like, I felt like it would have been a fun short film. It's like every movie with you. That's not true. I didn't do that during Cowboys Aliens. You should have, because I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh my god, we're only 10 minutes in. But I'm trying to say, like, I feel like this would have worked better as a short film. Couldn't you have seen it as, like, a short I mean, it wasn't that long anyway. It was like 80-some minutes. Well, okay, well, we'll talk... It wasn't really. It felt like so much longer. Well, let's talk about like, the highlights. First okay. of all, the, you mentioned the score. Right away, opening scene, there's a theme song for this movie? Killer Clouds. It wasn't like Metallica or Korn, the way you're sounding. Killer Clouds. I, I don't know. I don't know, but I was I like, was somebody it. wrote a song for this movie? Like, specifically? Well, all right. Are they supposed to just take music from other movies? Well, I'm, no. <laughs> well, sometimes. Okay. Or like popular songs from like the 80s at the time. It could have been like Forever Your Girl. Because that would have made so much sense. Forever Your Clown. Oh, my God. No? Okay. Um, honestly, so, just, my... just explain what the, movie, what the movie's about for someone who hasn't been graced with this, you know... 
All right, y'all. Awesomeness. Here you go. Killer Clowns from Outer Space in 30 seconds. No, no, don't, don't recount the whole movie. Just the plot of what it's about, hon. What is the difference between the plot of what it's about and, and what I'm about to give you in 30 seconds or less? No, because you just ruined the whole movie. Somebody might want to see it because it is on Netflix Instant, and you can watch it anytime you want if you have Netflix. I love that you think that there is something that is able to be ruined about this movie. Like, I'm going to ruin it. No, but you just go and just recap the whole movie, the all nine minutes, instead of, like, oh, hush. like I, a normal person. No. Like like the people on the the friggin' Ebert show just tell, like, the general plot. I was going to tell you the general plot, but you preemptively got mad at me before I even said anything. I said, here it is in 30 seconds or less. And you were like, no, no. No, no, because that's what you usually do. You're like, this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then the ending of the movie. Honey, that would imply that I was paying attention. Well, you always fall asleep. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So this movie is about killer clowns from outer space who set up a tent in a forest. And one guy gets electrocuted when he tries to go near it. And then everyone else somehow doesn't get electrocuted. And then they get inside. And then it's crazy. And okay, are... that's it. See? And, and, <laughs> now you're just recounting the plot. And then, <laughs> you and can't do cop, it. There's a cop team involved. <laughs> You'd and... be the worst, like, like movie <laughs> critic. Like, if you had, like, <laughs> write reviews. You're like, and then this happened. And then this happened. And then this guy said this. And then no. this I'm a better. I'm a Don't better you writer. love my review? Shut up! I'm a better writer than I'm a speaker. Especially, we you know I am still unclear as to what happened. There's a cop team. One's young and ambitious, and the other one's a total dick. There you go. Well, what else? That's it. When, when and the clowns like try to blend in, and they make sc- cotton candy bodies. Were you scared of clowns when you were a kid? My mom was really scared of clouds when I was a kid, and I guess when she was a kid too. It didn't rub off on you. No, and I mean, I didn't. Were like, you like, I'll protect you, mom? I didn't care. I was like, great. I was Switzerland for clowns. I didn't care either way about them. Like, I didn't hate them and I didn't like them. So it was just kind of like, a, all right, they exist. So you're saying if you were like eating at a fast food restaurant inside and this really scary, like scary as shit clown came to the window and was like playing like peekaboo with you? I'd be like, I'm 12. <laughs> you don't need to play peekaboo with me because I'm not two. And I could speak. Because that actually happens in the movie. Yeah, there's a scene where he's, like, doing the come-hither gesture with the finger of, like, come here, little girl. He doesn't actually talk like that, but that's what he's doing the whole time. And she, like, plays peekaboo with him and then, like, gets up and tries to follow him outside. Well, see, as opposed to Cowboys and Aliens, I pretty much got the plan of the killer clowns from outer space. They wanted to, you know... Eat. Humans. Not no, not eat. They wanted to wrap them with their cotton candy gun. They shoot them with a cotton candy gun. Take the cotton candy like testicles. Look at like cotton candy testicles back to their um, big tent, and then they get like one of the crazy fun straws that has like the twirlies. Right, and, their blood and, and sip them. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like eating them except creatively. Yeah, with a wacky fun straw. Okay. And then they have, they also have a gun that shoots popcorn. And I don't understand the point of that. And the popcorn turns into like crazy baby clowns with like worms. Here's <laughs> baby clowns with worms. I wouldn't shoot my baby maker at things or people as a weapon where I'd be like, oh yeah, babies. And like, well, that's what the popcorn was. Yeah. Remember? Because this chick, she gets covered in popcorn and. I mean, if you have clowns that are invading your town and you get taken home, what do you want to do? You want to take a shower. And so while she's taking a shower, the popcorn in her hamper turns into wormy clowns or whatever. Wormy clowns. Um, I didn't care for anybody in this movie. Like, I didn't care for the cops. I didn't care for the teenagers who were, like, trying to save the day. You didn't like the old cop? Who's like... He had one good liner, and it was... He... Oh, oh, the old guy? Or I think you're talking about the cop. Which one? Oh, the old guy at the beginning? That's the one you liked? Yeah, you know, well, he was... Because he was like, I'm greased and fried, yuck! And then, you know, he's like walking around the front of the tent. You, you, you darn tootin' kids and your... Yeah. These two guys... <laughs> like, that's the type of guy this guy was. He even had, like, the overalls and, like, the old hound dog with him. And then at one point, the hound dog gets, like, taken by the clown. You hear, 
And he's like, Pooh, where'd you go? Yeah, Pooh. Like, as in Winnie the Pooh. That's the name of his dog. He's like, Oh no, Pooh, where'd you Sweet didn't you? And then he gets electrocuted by trying to touch the, the tent with his hands. And his hands are, like, smoking for, like, five minutes. And he seems mildly, like, bothered by it. But not like, ow, my hands are smoking. I don't, well, he was just, I don't know. I don't have to tell you about him. Here, you gotta read this quote. This is from the actual movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay. Am I reading Deb? Yeah, she's, like, the main chick. Yeah. We were up at the top of the world and we saw this shooting star and we decided to go look for it. But instead of finding the shooting star... We saw this uh, this circus tent, and that's when we went inside, and that's when we saw those people in those those pink cotton candy cocoons. Dave, it was not a circus tent. It was something else. And then later on, somebody asks her, like... Oh, by the way, end scene. Somebody asks her, like... Killer clowns from outer space? Holy shit! And they're like, what do, what do you mean? And she's like, it was a cocoon, you know, like a cocoon. <laughs> and I was like, whenever I want to analogize what something is, I pick the exact same thing. Like the movie Cocoon? I thought of that. No, but um, one of the cops is a total asshole, but he had one good line in it when he was trying to tell off the young cop over the walkie-talkie. And he goes, so fuck you. Over. <laughs> That's John Vernon, man. He plays... Uh He's the dean from Animal House. The dean is like, 0. 0.0. I haven't seen Animal House. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you should be used to it by now, really. Like, really. How have you not seen Animal House? An 80s movie. It's not an 80s movie. <laughs> it's not? No. When did it come out? Not at all. When did it come out? Uh, well, 70s? Close enough. These were slow-moving clowns, by the way. Like, they did not run fast. They did not walk fast. Dude, they have clown shoes on. You can't run or walk fast with clown shoes on. I understand, on. but then why were ever, why was everybody, like, so freaked out about trying to get away from them? I'm like... Because they had grotesque-looking faces, man. They weren't, like, regular, like... They didn't, like, Bozo the Clown or anything. They were scary. Shadow puppets will eat you, by the way. I mean, most of the people in this movie were acting like they had... They just looked like regular clowns instead of grotesque. They had grotesque features. They had sharp teeth. I was like, what? They did have really bad teeth. <laughs> yeah, they, they had very bad dental hygiene. I would have been scared of that. Yeah, that was enough for me. I was like, oh, are you British? <laughs> oh. There's one clown that's good at shadow puppets in the movie. That's exciting. I, well, I said it. I was like, shadow puppets will eat you. That's that's what I've discovered about this movie. This movie has taught me shadow puppets have the ability to eat you. If you turn them into a dinosaur. There you go. And the dinosaur shadow puppet can eat you. The more you know. <laughs> Honestly, I feel stupider for having watched this movie. I do. Like, they might have had a balloon dog and a popcorn gun and... A balloon dog. I love balloon dogs. He basically made a balloon animal shaped into a dog and then started walking it like it was a real bloodhound. It could sniff out where the humans are. And at the end, there's a Koopa clown. that like It's like a gigantic clown that's like Koopa from Super Mario Brothers. What was your favorite scene? What was my favorite scene? Yes. Mm. See? <laughs> Don't know. There's so much to choose from. Yeah, there's so many good ones. I like when the clowns go into the drugstore and just start spraying each other with shaving cream. Similarly, my favorite scene in the entire movie of Killer Clowns from Outer Space is when the clown first walks upon the drugstore and notices that there's, like, an animatronic gorilla standing outside greeting people. And he just, like, watches him for a second and then, like, stands next to him and mimics his movements. <laughs> Come on. That seems better than anything in Cowboys and Aliens. Come on. <laughs> well, then nothing's even said, and it lasts, like, maybe ten seconds. And yet, that's my favorite scene in the whole movie. Because it was funny. You, th you think I'm kidding by saying that I wanted the killer clowns in Cowboys and Aliens? Because <laughs> if it would have been Cowboys and killer clowns from outer space, I would have been like, yes! Don't forget the Indians! Don't forget the Indians! I know. Indians, too. Cowboys, Indians, and killer clowns from outer space. 
Did you see that dildo ship? Now it's a, you know, a big top. Now it's a hot dog. Now it's a hot dog. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah, I hadn't seen this in a long time, and it still holds up as being completely... Inane? Bonkers. Ridiculous? Bonkers and ridiculous. Well, there you go. It'd make a good double feature with something really stupid, like Troll 2 or something like that. I was thinking, if you have... I was thought of Troll 2. I was like, if you are a huge fan of Troll 2, and I really like Troll 2... You could watch this as a companion movie, but it's not nearly as good. Yeah, this is the second part of the double feature when you're like, you've been drinking a lot and... And you don't mind if you fall asleep halfway through and then wake up for the end. Exactly. Pretty much. So, um, and by the way, it'll make just as much sense that way. It makes just just as much sense as um, a kid's ice cream truck trying to sell ice cream at night. And by the way, not even selling ice cream, selling popsicles. To fat, fat girls. Dude, man, this is not a nice podcast. I'm not making fun of fat girls. That's what they were doing. They were trying to pick up chicks, and the only chicks they had on their ice cream truck was fat girls. Maybe that was just you thinking that they were fat. <laughs> P-H-A-T. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, go ahead and grade this fine film. <laughs> um... With people that we've never heard of, except for the one guy from the soap opera Santa Barbara. I'd probably call it like a C plus. Really? Yeah. Hi, generous McGee. But like I said, I may give it a straight up D. It's like a so stupid. It's actually good. I don't think so. I think it's so stupid. It's actually stupid. It's a cult classic. Come on. Capital K. How many many other mashups of clowns and outer space is there out there? I don't 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 know. Other ones. Jeff Goldblum had worn a nose, and Earth Girls are easy. That would have been fine. That doesn't even make sense. They were kind of clownish. No, they were like furry. Yeah, but they had they were like gorillas, right? But they had like you know different colors and stuff like that. They were clownish. Is that all it takes to be a clown? Different colors. Well, I mean, crazy. Reading rainbow, all the colors of the wind. What? Can you paint with all the colors of a clown? Okay, so next week we're definitely going to watch two actually good movies. We are? Yeah, I haven't figured them out yet. (laughs) Do I get to have input this time? No, you choose terrible movies. (sighs) How would you know? We've, like, you've never, I think one time I chose the movies for the podcast. Feed the fish. (laughs) <laughs> Did you speak the bitch? <laughs> that was pretty funny. And by the way, I met Tony Shalhoub not long after that, and it was all I could do not to be like, I loved you and Feed the Fish, we man. Like, we like, oh my god, man. Can we talk about Feed the Fish? <laughs> I'm so glad you remembered that, because I was just thinking about that, like, yesterday. I can't even remember what it was about. Yeah, come on. It was like they were at a cabin, and he was the local sheriff, and he wanted to make the guy who was in the cabin, he wanted to make his life miserable, but he was interested in the waitress. I wonder if that's still on Netflix, or <laughs> somebody working at Netflix, like, discovered that it was available, and they're like, why? And his friend was, like, training for some sort of weird cold event thing where they had to go dunking themselves in water, but he got bit in the balls. <laughs> See, I remember a lot about this movie. Like, here's my review. This happens, and then <laughs> this happens, and then the ending. Spoiled. No, I wasn't giving you a review. I was reminding you as to what the movie was about. You couldn't remember anything about the movie. Maybe I didn't want to remember what it was about. That was the point. Oh. Okay. I didn't pick up on that subtlety. Oh, well. All right, so good movies next week. And in fact, since Justin hasn't picked them, and apparently he won't let me, I think that you should suggest them. Or not. Who, who are you talking to? To our audience. All four of you. <laughs> no, you got a request this week and you just ignored it. What was that? It what? was it was your friend who um, said that there was a companion movie we should watch with Cowboys and Aliens. Oh, that's because A, I don't like that movie, and B, I don't like that movie. <laughs> oh. Well, that's a good reason. It didn't have killer clowns from outer space. Do you know how many movies I've seen for this podcast that I didn't like? How many? A lot. Well, where... Should I get you a Whamburger with some French fries? I just think it's ridiculous that you won't watch a movie that you don't like. 
That's not true. I'll watch a movie I don't like. Like what? Don't say Feed the Fish. You've already talked about it. Feed the Fish (laughs) 2. The sequel. Shaloub Returns. All right. I'm going to sleep. All right. Me too. It's been fun, though. It's been real fun, in fact. Yes. I'm going to give you my alien slap bracelet. Dude, I want an alien slap bracelet. Slap bracelet? I'd rather have a dildo ship, though. (laughs) To the moon, Alice! (laughs) And on that note... Bye. Bye.